0: Welcome to the cult of comics.
1: I was actually making a comparison the other day i don't remember who i was talking to but i was making the comparison about the whole OnlyFans fans things to Substack and then patreon and uh how that's going to be like a more modern service for everything uh mm-hmm. yep. in the future kind of just going forward it's just interesting to see that this is there's so many workarounds to uh the industry these days i'm honestly going to be surprised if a lot of the industry for any industry survives at this point really
2: yeah you know, it all I mean, comes back to whatever uh mastercard and visa will allow.
1: Yeah, but the history of what was going on with that with Pornhub actually is pretty like specific. Did you see what the reason
2: was for that like the whole scandal of everything? Uh which part are you talking about? Pornhub. Yeah, I know. But are you talking about the articles that were written back in written and released back in December? You're talking about the New York Times uh piece that was written about them? Uh, I don't know where it was from. I just remember seeing a summary about what was going down and how it was all tied to uh, uh, an organization that was dedicated to uh, basically removing all porn from the internet.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. That's, that's essentially where a lot of this is coming from. Uh, evangelical Christian supergroups are coming together to try to just attack pornography in general, and they're yeah. finding – all of the little holes and the nooks and yeah. crannies of the deepest corners of these things. So, Pornhub, they are obvious, of, uh, amateur yeah. uploads of stuff. Um, yeah. and I guess that there was a couple people in specific who had said that their sexual assaults were,
2: uh, videotaped and then put on Pornhub. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're finding footholds that everybody can get, you know, on board with, you know, obvious, they're like, obviously Pornhub was in the wrong about these things, but they're using it for a greater purpose. So, obviously, mm-hmm. we need to, you know, make sure that Porthub isn't hosting revenge porn or underage porn or trafficking porn. Yeah, exactly. So, um,
0: none, none of the good stuff.
1: Well, the thing is, like, they do have a moderator system there. It's just that there's only so much that you can realistically do and then have so many people on yeah. hand to go and get these things. And then you have to have people report them because, I mean, not everybody's going to be able to see it. And plus, I can't imagine the poor guys who are hired on to be like,
2: okay, go ho- go hunt for this horrible
1: you know, nightmare of yeah
2: of, of same stuff. for Facebook or Google. The FBI, people that have to review gosh. that have to review all the stuff and quit after however many months.
1: Yeah, because it's fucking traumatizing. I don't really blame them. But. Yeah, well, they
2: yeah, say so so these sweet. people get like PTSD from having to oh, yeah. do this job. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I, well, I, what what they should
0: do them. is force convicted pedophiles to go through all this stuff.
1: Oh yeah, because that's well, like yeah, yeah whatever idea. they're bookmarking is the stuff to. You're a convicted yeah. rapist. Let's make sure you get uh, as much viewing pleasure as Here's your I therapy. therapy.
0: It's not fair that these police officers have to sit through this kind of stuff and look at it. And, I yeah.
1: think that the logic works to a specific degree, but it only works about halfway because the yeah. goal should be for to, to have people recover, you know, to make them better for society, yeah. better fit into society, rather than, okay, look, you already. Hit. That's like. <laughs> That's like saying, okay, like you're a heroin dealer and a junkie. Let's have you go online and find all of these access ways to access uh, Ready, go. drugs online. Yeah, right. It's just, it's a lot. The evangelical group in in general is a, a pilot dog shit. That's just trying to ru- ruin the lives of sex workers. The big mm-hmm. reason why Pornhub in specific is is. In my opinion, handling it fairly well is because they have decided to suspend, not terminate, the amateur uploads right now. Because everybody basically had to re-verify. Yeah, they had to re-verify, and then so many bookmarks just gone. Seriously, the amount of um, sex workers that have been making money off of the amateur uploads on Pornhub, though, I mean, that is something to consider. I mean, they also have the OnlyFans, and you know, whatever. But
2: but they gotta um... have more than one pot. You know, They're, they're trying to
0: diversify you gotta have your fingers in all the pies exactly yeah. i was I mean, trying to case...
2: dance around any of the uh, euphemisms fingers in anything yeah <laughs> hands in i th- i think Ooh. that
0: beverly hills cop 4 is moving forward to netflix eddie murphy to return
2: oh well oh, wow. i guess after my name is dolomite they're just gonna keep yeah they did the same alongside. thing for coming to america and now there's this all right well coming right. to america was on amazon prime
1: well, yes, but what I'm saying is that, like, Eddie Murphy's going make a comeback.
2: Yeah. Okay, I thought yeah. you were, we were trying to go on about uh, partners with Netflix. Yeah. Sure. I could see what your
1: connection was there. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the future is going to look like as far as, like, just media outlets in general because, I mean, comics are taking this step. Does that mean that maybe we're going to have something like this for movies in the future, too? I mean, we've already had GoFundMe and Patreon around for yeah. a minute, so it's uh, it's an interesting time to be alive, Yeah. and... Every day that moves forward, I'm always excited to find out some new bit of information about how things are going to change and shift and uh, alter. Honestly, I'm just excited for cable and a lot of these poisonous industries to just die off. Yeah. Uh,
2: don't get me wrong. Obviously, there's going to be problems within every format for and industry. For Substack, are you going to be allowed to download and own the PDFs or whatever format for
1: the comics? i haven't seen anything that says that it looks like you're just going to subscribe and then you get access to it kind of like what happens with patreon or with my all gas no brakes subscription you would just get access to the original uh videos that are yeah. private i guess comiXology i don't know if you can download the stuff or not you can um but i think that they have it coded so that way you don't get to share it around hmm. when i downloaded it onto my device typically it's uh in a converted format that is like locked you remember how like when you buy something off itunes you can't diverge it from that mp4a file oh, like oh yeah when you,
0: when you download it like, on netflix or something where you can watch it offline and but you can only use the app to really exactly yeah i never really They've explored what the file
2: format is because it's so hard to get at the files in it know, an ipad or a tablet or a phone yeah. google play actually just
1: recently made adjustments to their uh system so that anything you download music wise and book wise actually uh same issue now you, you have to it's, it's really annoying. Samsung has really gone the route of uh, Apple at this point. I can't go I used to be able to, to go into my files on my actual phone itself. Go into system files, find it. It would have a weird name. I would be able to pull that off and then go from there. Yeah. But now they're like, Nope, you don't get to have access to that whatsoever. Oh,
0: it's that whole thing of technically you don't own the digital content you buy. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just buying a bu- license for it.
1: Exactly. You're buying the license to have it around whenever you can so yeah. long as you're using this company's
2: format. And have an blah, internet blah, blah, blah. connection. Mostly. Yeah. You can download stuff to view it offline, but still. This, this I think, is the workaround in
1: the digital age because this is the way that you get people to go back to buying the physical stuff. Yeah. Because obviously there's going to be some hackers and some you know coders in general who are going to come in and say, hey, uh, we found a workaround so that way you can actually still own yeah. it. Hey, you bought it on YouTube? Well, here's the code to make it yours permanently. Or they here's the screen file. grab it,
2: just take screenshots and make a different file of it. See, even then, they've started developing technology where if you try to do that, they are blocked. Well, if I don't know how many times you look up torrents, but a lot of like TV shows or whatnot, a lot of them will say like Web Rip, where they've just recorded it over the web. A lot of the time, it's not bad format. I think that
0: you can still get like full HD copies. Yeah. Yeah. From that. Pirating Uh, is. You can get 1080 720.
1: Yeah. It's just. Hmm. I don't even know how they how they managed to get away with that, but oh well. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is going to be nah, no, I'm just not fully restart. Right yeah,
2: just fully restart. Right. Yeah, I gotta yeah, get yeah. that stopwatch going.
1: Take your time. Let me know. You do a it's ready. This time. It's a wawa. Go ahead and do the countdown. Welcome back to the show, guys. I am Tyler. I am your host for this show. This is the Cult of Comics. If you've never been on the show before, this is a comic book media podcast, and I'm joined by my usual cohorts, criminals,
2: co-conspirators. Sean, Josh, how's it going, boys?
0: You're not supposed to tell people we're criminals. Yeah. We're under- Sorry. what
1: I mean First to say. Rule is of alleged... uh, criminal
2: club is you don't talk about criminal club.
0: Exactly.
1: What do we call it then? Tiddly? Sorry. Uh, uh, what I mean to say is I am uh, pizza l- slut. We're this is t-daddy. The cross. the cross, buddy. We hit our sticks against the balls, and if you've never been on the show before, guys, my name is Tyler. I'm the host. Uh, I'm also known as Pizza Slut. I'm also known as TB. I'm also known as Get the hell out of here! You're not welcome. Exactly. That's Sean. He'll give he's you cough. known as He'll make you cough blood. <laughs> I will. Goddamn right. He's also known as t Daddy. He's also known as Tidly Winks One. He's also known as my favorite bear Aww. in all the world. Some days and... Sean's a bear. Some days he's a twink.
2: You go you back to forth sorry. on one. I'm sorry. He's that. my little
1: otter. He's my little otter. You're right. That's my bad. Grow a little bit of a facial hair. I want to see what you look like. My, yeah, my little it's label. right
2: there. It's He's got, it like... You
1: what, the it, five though. o'clock shadow? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to take you into a gay bar and, like, have people argue about what you are. That'd be fun. And then, of course, we've got Josh, my favorite little, uh... masked... furry... Hey, now. Who's into... wax play? Yes that's what you are anyways if you've never been on the show before like i said this is a comic book media podcast and this is monday august 23rd 2021 this is our comic book club episode where we're going to talk about all the comic books that we read this week it's been an interesting week and i think that we are going to start with king number one king number one uh king the conqueror number one excuse me by jackson lansing uh colin kelly and carlos magno this is not an origin story however this is a story that is revolving around a few different versions of King the Conqueror interacting with each other, one from the future, one from the past.
0: It we is an have... origin story of sorts.
1: Sure. I do want to clarify for the
0: audience, though. It's a beginning and not... an end. Absolutely. Time for loop. anybody
1: who's, who's not familiar with King, King the Conqueror is a character who has the ability to travel between uh, time. And because of this ability, it's... Interesting. It develops in uh, interesting singular plots for different time points for him. He gets to You'll play have... a lot of
2: roles. He can be a hero. Absolutely. He can be a villain. He
1: has been on The Young Avengers. He has been a villain to The Fantastic Four. He has been a ruler of Egypt. And all of those characteristics and qualities about him can be seen repeatedly through different versions of history. However, because of the choice by marvel to not have characters from different timelines create a time paradox it has allowed for a plethora a multitude a multiversal multitude of different versions of king the conqueror and this story revolves around the very first time that mr richards himself in the what century is he in 30th 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 31st yeah uh, making the discovery about uh, moving through time and essentially the precursor to him becoming King the Conqueror, interacting with the future King the Conqueror and traveling around and basically being trained to become Kang. This book caught me off guard. I did not expect to like it as much as I did. No.
0: This is the right. first Kang thing I've ever read. Yeah. I only really yeah. read it because I know that Kelly and Lansing are both good writers. Mm-hmm. When given a chance to shine
1: I went into this actually thinking that this was Steve McNiven on art uh, for a minute and then I realized it wasn't and I was totally okay with it this is great art this is an interesting story Um, It, it has compelling characters Absolutely. There's a lot of qualities about this that works really well. This is not a hero story, so this doesn't follow the traditional hero's journey, although it does have hero's journey elements. You have a character who's the younger version of himself. In this case, you could argue that it's much like the um, traditional young hero meets the older, wiser wizard or something, learns his lessons, and then grows from there. However, this definitely spits in the face of the idea of what a hero is and allows for King to kind of move in his own uh Steps through his own time. Mm-hmm. um Ever, you guys never read anything Kang Wise ever? No. No. Okay, so you haven't so, read Inhumans night. recently by Charles no, Soule? Night. Like this night. this okay.
2: comic, I see as like a primer for understanding the, the next phase of Marvel.
1: Sure. Yeah. Okay. I am reminded of what happened with the Inhumans, specifically because of the fight that had ensued. Between Black Bolt and Medusa's son, who would later go on to become uh, something of a great hero or villain, depending on the timeline, fighting King the Conqueror. And in one time that he actually becomes King the Conqueror, weirdly enough, it's like a whole fucky thing. Um, this is. I don't want to say it's a story that has a, a serious amount of layers to it. It's a very simple, straightforward story. But that doesn't detract from the fact that it's good art. I I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, What about it in specific did you guys like?
2: Uh, This first page. Tell me. There's the war going on around, and they've taken this story about Alexander the Great and kind of turned it on its head, where originally he conquered the world, and he wept because there were, you know, well, it's more Caesar. Caesar wept because there were no more worlds to conquer. They do it for Alexander, and they say, Alexander the Great learned of the multiverse, that there were infinite worlds out there, and he cries and despairs because I cannot become the master of even one.
1: Mm. I'm not that actually... I'm really not that familiar with Alexander the Great, outside of the fact that he wore a diaper at one point. That's that's pretty much all I know.
0: You know the city of Alexandria?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: of course. Yes. All of them were named after him. Yeah.
1: So, the only exposure that i've really had outside of that like a scene from that weird colin farrell movie and occasionally hearing snippets about the original 1950s or 60s uh alexander the great film Mm -hmm. there's not much else that i really know about it but i don't think that you really need to know that in order to enjoy this
0: story well Um, we
2: have our nathaniel richards here and he's maybe 18 i would say yeah he does say 18 Yeah.
0: yeah Mm-hmm. Second page. Oh, yeah. says, by the time "My name is reach... Nathaniel well, Richards. one of." T- yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's at least eighteen.
2: At least eighteen. Uh, I mm-hmm. think what Alexander the Great was uh, twenty-three when he hit his prime and had conquered the known world. Jesus. You heard it here
1: first, John. You're about to. You're you're ready. You're in the prime time of your life. Look Get at out what there you've done. Start. Look what you can do. Look at what Shit. you're capable yes. of. And what are you doing?
2: Yeah. They not, almost not tried pillaging. to sneak in like two titles for this issue because they they call it uh only myself left to conquer but in then in, like the tiny portion on the side of the credits page it says is he out of time or just in the nick of time almost like well, one of those that's... old like 19- 19 whatever catchphrases yeah. or taglines do you
1: remember um what the original two titles for moby dick was it was moby dick and the white whale or something uh or aka the white whale or something like that how i learned um, to love the sperm yeah <laughs> how i learned to love the atomic bomb yeah um this was i think my favorite part of this was the interaction between uh these two versions of king and having king get drunk and sad about uh, yeah. Addy, uh and, and have enough of an emotional uh, response to the trauma that he's experienced yeah. about this loss in his life I don't know what about that I I I obviously really love the human elements of stories like this but that to me was very believable yeah. and not not something I guess I would see too often in comic like, books if you especially tried to for a story about a villain
2: raise yourself from a uh, young age the ty- type of uh, friction you might experience
1: yeah I can't help but wonder if maybe this is an interesting little, like, itty-bitty allegory about generational trauma. Mm. I might be overthinking it. Obviously, I have a tendency to do that. But that's the first thing that came to my mind when I finished reading this was it doesn't seem like it's that deep of a book. But the first thing I think of is, I mean, he's causing the trauma to himself. He's beating up a younger version of himself. He's trying to raise him to be hardened and and way worse than he ever was to understand yeah. from his failures which to me feels like a father trying to teach the son, you know, be better than me
2: but also I'm a piece of shit and, get, and I like to get drunk and beat you. Yeah, I always wonder, you know, about these loops if it's um, going to continue to uh, trend towards a specific point or if it will spiral out of control. If you've got this sort of uh, I can't think of the word right now, I've lost the words.
1: Uh, That's okay, take your time. We got time mm-hmm. on this episode. It's a nah, short one.
2: Yeah, it's a math term. Don't worry about it. That's no worse. Uh, yeah. You know, I never realized that the uh, ma- the the helmet that King wore is what gave him the blue face. Me neither. Oh,
0: you didn't know that? No. I just kind so of. So he takes the
2: mask off. He takes the helmet off, and he looks like Victor Savage or whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, so the costume has. Uh, this is another reason why I think King is a cool character that was a <laughs> that was a lot of alliterational right there Yeah, Kang is a cool character um, he has had so many different changes done to him but they all make sense um, there's been plenty of appearances where he doesn't wear the helmet and he's just wearing the green and pink uh, but the helmet is the conqueror version of him that you tend to see throughout most of the Marvel Universe Yeah. Um, I have never heard about this backstory with Addy before this so this is something I'm going to have to look into later but this is another example of like what I think is good writing when you don't need to go back and read all of this stuff in order to really understand what's going on. You can just read this, have a really strong understanding of what's uh, going on moving forward and the depth of the impact uh, this impact has on these two characters, not just Kang killing off that family, but also uh, what, how it affects the younger version of himself. Yeah, I was really satisfied seeing him uh, cast revenge on his older self. Mm. Yeah. He's learned that a lot. Two. Well, I, I can't necessarily
0: make but, a comparison right now, but go ahead. The thing I wonder about when it comes to like, time travel is did this always happen? Did Kang remember killing himself as a child? So,
1: that's actually a really good question to ask. The answer is that this version is unique to himself now. I there don't are going to be. That. I I know this for a fact and the reason why I do is because of the times that King has come around there's been so many different iterations of him there isn't a singular timeline of King there's okay. 500,000 Kings that have different experiences that's why he keeps coming back even when he gets killed by the Avengers by Thor or whatever yeah. something is going to happen where even if you okay. kill that one there's still the multiverse of timelines
0: available so for because is he has access to the timelines of the Marvel Universe yeah. exactly
2: yep. exactly uh, the only thing I want to point out is like counter to that is that this this elder the lasting piece uh, paints on his face the two lines Mm -hmm. that match up with kings yeah uh, I don't know what if you want to call that circuitry or whatever that's on his face where he also has the two lines so it's almost like this is kind of an origin story for how the two lines came to be like he's been here before and that king also experienced this
1: Well, I think older Kang wanted him to move along certain periods of his timeline that was similar to his, Mm -hmm. uh, so that way he could relive certain... I mean, it struck struck me that he wanted him to um, relive some of those experiences so he could succeed rather than fail. And Mm -hmm. I mean, he did go into it saying, you will not love. So I think that he was trying to challenge him not to have love in his heart and... That obviously backfired, but I, I, I didn't know this origin about the lines on his face at all, uh, prior to this. Yeah. No,
2: it just seems like too big of a, you know, I, they're probably just like the artist is like, Oh, the King has the lines. Let's put the lines on him. But it seems like too big of a coincidence to, you know, have the lines drawn on you like that as a kid. And then, you know, yeah. the older King having the lines. This
1: is also the question of how much does destiny come into effect about these things? Because if yeah. Kang implicitly over and over again is going to become the conqueror, or get the suit, or discover the ability, he seems to, to be the the controller of his own destiny. That's kind of the thing. Is like even in other multiverses, there's still the destinies of each character that you can't avoid Peter Parker becoming
2: Spider Man mm-hmm.
1: uh, unless you have these like very yeah, random all of uh, the universes,
2: you know even though all of the what ifs and else worlds typically diverge from the normal paths, they still seem to come around to being like the origin story of whatever hero.
1: Absolutely. And I mean,
2: another example is like
1: the uh, Gwen Stacy, spider Gwen, you know Uh, mm -hmm. maybe Peter Parker becomes the lizard, but I mean, he still becomes a part of that universe. And then you've got Frank Castle still being a cop, but he still wants to enact vengeance on people. I mean, there's, Mm -hmm. A lot of it is really just that these creators are just having fun with these characters. But it's also the question of how much does Destiny really come into effect here. So
2: it's interesting to see it come to life here. Do we know anything about this weird civilization that we discover, the people? I don't know anything about it at all. All I know is that it's... I tried Googling Lasting Peace, this elder, but nothing.
1: Yeah. um, it, it, It looks like this is suggesting that there was a civilization of people that existed with the dinosaurs much in the same yeah. way that they did with uh like the savage land or something or Khazar or something yeah I, I don't really know i was
2: yeah it did kind of feel like they'd gone into the savage land but i was guessing like maybe uh it was like shiar people or something sure
1: okay i, I wish i could tell you but unfortunately i do yeah. not know uh, i'm gonna dig into it a little bit more uh either tonight or tomorrow to uh know the backstory just a little bit more typically i
2: just end up scrolling through the wikipedia pages finding the issues and then reading those Um, so the the girl that he meets is addy the woman that died that he was in love with was ravona which was Mm -hmm. ravona renslayer that we saw in the loki tv show
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: Mm.
2: yeah there's a lot of moving pieces here wait sorry say
0: again about who ravona is
2: ravona renslayer was the lead uh tva person uh in loki
0: uh morbius's boss yes okay
2: i know yeah it's kind of weird to think about right yeah so yeah that that, i had learned that part from looking up stuff for loki was that in the comics ravona renslayer is like sometimes his number two sometimes his partner yeah It's, uh, this is, this is a really good example of when it's, uh, okay to go on
1: Reddit and ask some questions and then people will help you out with that. Um, yeah, we don't do ratings on the show, but I mean, I really enjoyed this. I, I was surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did. I was, I powered through it really fast. I was able to drink in all of what was going on. I didn't feel really confused. Uh, the art was really good. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna excited to actually continue reading this. It's,
2: It's five issues. So yeah, should be fine. It's this. This is that same issue we were yeah.
1: talking about. This is the amount of mini-series that are coming yeah. out right now.
0: Too many. Yeah. Uh, well, this lot. is
2: new and this is fresh. This might be my pick of the week. Really? Yeah. There's no baggage okay. from any of the other series that we're reading. Okay. I that's mean, fair. I mean, I there, there are other issues that I really enjoyed this this week, but since this is new and fresh, it's the new toy, you know. It's the new 52. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new 52 and not the end of 52 exactly
0: um, before we move on Sean did you have
1: any other thoughts you wanted to say
0: uh, no I'm just looking through my notes now seeing what we've covered and what we haven't okay um, um, yeah I think we covered everything I had down
1: cool uh, next we're going to talk about issue f- number five of home this is the end of this miniseries uh, well story arc it looks like at least yeah uh, by Julio Anta and Anna this is why this a- Visic, visic, wisch- wisch- wisch-
2: I think it's more like yeah. a y. Why wisch-
1: No, I think it's a it's a v sound because it's I think it's Polish. Wisch- okay. Wisch- okay. I think it's visic. All
2: right. Yeah, I'll just say that. Anyways, I think uh, we knew that end- this was gonna try and be like a continuing series, but we'll see how the five go. I think we knew kind of from the start that that was what it was gonna be. I didn't. I had no idea. I, maybe from I thought from this like was be it was the second issue or something. I remember seeing well, a lot of people reviewing it, discussions with. I think they. I saw or heard discussions with Julio Anta.
1: I didn't see anything in the back matter that was talking about this potentially becoming something uh, for yeah. the future. Well, I mean, no, I remember No, hearing... he did,
2: in at the back matter of issue one or two, he talked about there being other superpowered individuals and hoped to get to addressing things like that if the series could continue. Sure. I will say that this ended very nicely. I
1: feel like the ending it's sometimes it feels like a bit of a cop-out to
2: leave a a cliffhanger like that yeah i Um, i knew that you have it was very dialogue heavy at the end but you got to get all that out uh and whatever way they went i knew it was going to be the opposite in the cliffhanger sure like if it was devastation at the end we knew there'd be that sign of hope in the cliffhanger or if it was a sign of hope at the end we knew there'd be that like hook at the end that everything is not okay
1: absolutely um i have a couple of complaints one of my first complaints is that the introduction of new characters is actually pretty cool um i'm a little weirded out by the fact that um the main character's aunt is just kind of like willy-nilly like flowing around and yeah
2: that way I, I, I had on the similar issues though. to that i got some notes yeah They're they're um, a little too powerful maybe and, I don't really uh, have
1: an issue with them having the powers, I, and
2: I do agree that they're well, a little overpowered. But. Well, too powered in the sense that why did... Why even make the journey to America? They went through that hard, the hardship of coming to America when the aunt or the female cousin, I forget what her name is.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, I don't remember. Well, the female cousin could have teleported them there, even if yeah, they had to instantly. make it all the way to the border she could have teleported them past the border or if the aunt can fly she could have you know flown them as well like they have powers um, that they could have utilized to completely make this story not even exist i think that the point of the story and i think the point of the
1: journey in general was to get them to cross the border so they they could come there legally specific
2: you need the journey to have this comic so i think they should have changed the powers of the aunt and the sister.
1: It also strikes me that they wanted to keep the cousins a secret. So I mean, there is that. Um, yeah. I have a hard time with the address from the Texas governor, mm-hmm. and I just don't find it believable. Um, specifically because it's Texas. Texas is historically anti-immigrant, uh, yeah. with especially within the last thirty years. And I get the goal of having power over. Yeah. Well, you have the
2: secret plan that we're going to lure them in so we'll say all this which i mean
1: not a bad plot point not at all i just i i find the choice uh interesting um i think i think this series could have benefited from a better uh advertising uh experience in general because i i mean we all went into this not knowing this was going to be superhero yeah oriented right um which so. is not a bad thing necessarily because it's it works out in a lot of ways but i just feel like yeah this kind of felt like they didn't really know what they were going into what this was going to be going into and they were just kind of yeah. writing it
0: because i feel like with issue one at least that was a really really strong story i felt the emotional weight of each page as i read it yeah, and then you get to the end of issue one. It it turns into a superhero story, and I didn't really like that. I would just have him be the,
2: the only person with superpowers. Yeah, then yeah. issue Something. two
0: and two and three just made me fall more and more out of love with what I enjoyed of issue one, and then yeah, it's what happened with We Live from AfterShock. Like you had this really like hauntingly beautifully written first yeah. issue, just depressing. And then yeah, like We Live number one was beautifully told. It was. A perfect issue. Yeah. and then you get to the end of about five issues, and it turns into a weird superhero alien. We're here, we're going to save Rangers the world. Thing. Yeah, we're
2: here because it was supposed queer, to be the world yeah. is beyond saving. This is the end. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. It, this kind of goes to
1: show that not all superhero comic, not all comics should be superheroes. No, yeah, definitely not.
2: So, um, well, I don't want to harp on it too much, but the sure. the different powers they could have given it. Like uh, I think the oh, cousin's name was Camilla. You could have given her super speed so she could cover, you know, short distances or something to get them out of the situation and not have her have you know the teleportation ability. That would have been. Is his name Juan? Juan is the boy. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I think that one one of his abilities is super speed, and as well as fire. Yeah. So
2: Yeah, he can kind of run faster, which is what we saw in the last issue. He can shoot fire from his hands.
1: I feel like. This could have been a uh, – have you ever seen an American tale, Fiebel?
2: Yeah, love that. I, I feel used to like, watch it all the time as a boy. See, me too. So I think
1: that this could have followed something of a similar route with that, like a family seeking asylum, the journey, yeah. using it in modern context, and then you could have had an interesting story all the, with that by itself.
2: Yeah, I don't think that this – I think this had a lot of – additional pieces that detracted from uh, the overall you know home get team up with a homeless man carrying a bindle and have to (laughs) take a train across the u.s
1: yeah like there's a whole bunch of things uh, that they could have done here and i think that it's interesting that they chose to make the immigrants have superpowers and then they're just like whatever they have superpowers
2: you know we see enough you know i don't know the i think the uh ice agents can be enough of a bad guy if you're doing like a more literal interpretation of them but these guys are just like aggro fuck it all up kind of thing like yeah they're speaking to him in spanish like i don't want to shoot you kid as he's reloading his gun yeah like well what, where is I it don't, it's uh I, don't, I gotta go back to, i know what page you're talking about but yeah I, I hey don't kid really no one wants to hurt a... you as he's loading his gun up
1: yeah, but you know that he's lying. I mean, of course, he I is. know I mean, that
2: but it's still it's so dumb. It uh, uh, I don't know about that. I mean, like the one person kid? who can actually speak Spanish to this kid, he's talking to him being like, hey, kid, everything's going to be OK. I'm going to be OK. Well, not, not you, I mean, but do you remember a couple of years back?
1: There was a, a small black child in a park and he had like a BB gun or something or whatever and he was kind of just pointing it and shooting it at random uh shit. yeah
2: that was in i think cleveland
1: oh yeah okay fair enough yeah, in Ohio. yeah. and then the cops just rolled up and shoot him right or, away uh, no questions asked. i don't know
2: i guess you could uh, I, are you familiar with uh elian gonzalez um that sounds familiar what was his story he was a uh, cuban refugee that or was he Port- no he's not puerto rican that'd be dumb uh cuban refugee i gotta look that stuff up Okay. Uh, but there was, like, so much uh, fanfare about trying to track him down. He was a little boy, like Juan here. I feel like they could have done his story as well. Let me get this right. Elian Gonzalez, born in 93. The controversy was in 2099. Uh, his mom drowned attempting to leave Cuba. They got to the United States, nestled in a inner tube. So they bring him in, give him uh refugee status or something. Mm. Uh and they tried to send him back and I remember there's um South Park parodied this in one of the earlier seasons with the uh uh Russian girl band group trying to oh find asylum and the just yeah. the ICE agents again going I I I had no problem with that so I don't know why I have a problem with this comic. You know, that that was more of a parody. This you know well, i almost want them to take it more seriously than just being like these guys are assholes and you need to realize you know
1: i think that there's a lot of pieces to this that just detracted from the overall like potential yeah. for this book i think if they were gonna do
2: like you know the ice agents and this guy that seems to be everywhere they should have been like we need to call in the specialist the guy that's mm. you know good at tracking down uh super powered individuals
1: the other thing is that this entire time, I don't know who this ice leader is. I don't know his name. I don't know what his yeah. motivations are. They've just villainized him without giving me very much to him other than the fact that yeah. he's ice. It's and like, it's, that's it's not like a...
2: the uh, kind of villi- like, uh, villainization that you'd have for like the robber barons that are just like, mm-hmm, yes. and, like I yes. twirl my mustache.
1: This is an overly simple comic, realistically, and I think yeah. that that's where uh, we've, We felt kind of disappointed with it. Yeah, so, I mean, Um, he
2: is a villain. I can see that, you know, I don't think it's beyond the pale for the the leverage that he has over the mayor. Sure, absolutely. For the mayor to have family that he could have leverage over. Yeah, You know, usually you try and hide any kind of, I don't know if I want to call it dirty laundry, but any kind of leverage somebody might be able to have over you, you try and hide that sort of stuff.
1: Here's my question: How does somebody with a loose immigrant status become the governor of a state that doesn't well, this, make any sense? Well, this this is the mayor that he's talking to. The
2: lady is the mayor. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Wait, cool. let me let okay. me check that real quick. Yeah, yeah. The governor is the dude talking, Governor Lee. Okay. The lady is Mayor Hidalgo.
1: I think it's charming that they're. I think Julio Anta was trying to suggest that it takes people who are in positions of authority in order to do the right thing. Yeah. And I think that that's smart and i think that's right but i don't know if i feel like i'm beating a dead horse at this point i feel like i'm kind of just saying the same thing over and over again i just i'm just disappointed you know
2: yeah uh, um i i read most of this stuff uh didn't say too much just i hope that we can continue doing this or i'll see you in the next thing that i do yeah so which
1: who knows what's going to happen next after this it's it's not like it's sold out or anything
2: sean asked about this off before we started uh the art is better in this issue than in previous issues there's no absolutely there's no chibi looking there's still some loose qualities about it though the guy who was trying
1: to hulk smash them
2: he he looked like
1: he was made out of yogurt at one point (laughs)
2: yeah Yeah. it does look uh it almost looks like uh lupin the third yeah
1: a little bit yeah um do we uh, want to move on to Noctera? Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Cool. All right. Coming up next, we're talking about Noctara number six. This is the end of this story arc, story by Scott Snyder, art by Tony S. Daniel. And it looks like, Sean, you didn't read this one?
0: Nope. Boom. I fell behind. I need to catch up. I think the last issue I read was three.
1: This was a good issue. This was. Yeah, um, I, I
0: was enjoying it. It's just, I, yeah. well, it was one of those things that just you missed one issue and then just didn't catch up.
1: That's fair. This is a good wrap-up issue um, in that it doesn't necessarily complete every... uh, and doesn't tie up every loose end with the storyline or anything, but it does introduce some potential things to look forward to for the future stories, as well Mm -hmm. as a little bit more clarification about the motivations for uh, some of the characters as well. Yes. Um, For example, I didn't know the motivations behind... Uh, the two old white dudes, uh, Gus and the other guy, I can't remember his name.
2: I thought that was explained uh, in the previous issue or two. So Gus's motivation was clarified, but his brother here
1: is is explaining that. It,
2: yeah, it, does, it definitely does expand on it, but it was like one is the smart one, the other one's the one that makes a lot of money. Yeah. He, I saw the potential and he wanted to just hold on to it.
1: Well, I guess instead of saying clarify, I should say it expands upon the scope of this character in the eyes of another. Yeah,
2: yeah and yeah. where the story could go in the next arcs. Yeah. You know, you want to um, have that world building and then expand to a larger world. So now we're not just staying in, you know, the eastern seaboard or something. Now we're expanding, you know, to the country or worldwide. You were saying in the chat that you feel like this would be a good uh tv show yeah i think yeah so scott snyder's been teasing that it will be a tv show or movie and the last scene where they're basically driving down the hill they're being chased by the uh the human shades that almost Mm -hmm. look they almost look like shrink-wrapped gorillas yeah yeah but they're they're they don't have the power to drive their truck. So they're like, we're on a downhill incline. We'll keep going. And we can see that light at the end of the tunnel that we're coming towards. And I feel like if you were seeing this in motion and seeing that light coming towards you, you know, it I would get like an even warmer fuzzy from reading this. I would really feel something seeing that yeah. light coming towards you. And then you're coming to You're coming towards your friends that have come to save you. And then you just see that, you know, Light just brighten up the entire screen.
1: Yeah, I think that this Scott Snyder has a tendency to write things much in the same way Mark Miller does, almost like yeah. he's preparing for it to be made into a film or a show. Not a problem necessarily, but I definitely feel like this one had a, a much quicker, pa- which is weird because it's actually oversized. Mm-hmm. It, it was going at a faster pace than the rest of the uh, uh, previous issues, and. It almost made me want to just like say to him like, "Hey, slow down," because I do want to take some time to understand um, what's going on here, and I do. Scott Snyder doesn't understand
0: happening. that. It's full speed ahead. The biggest, most bombastic ideas you can imagine.
1: And this is something that I complained about. Well, I said that I was worried about at the beginning of this. Was I? I hope he does. He does take his time. I hope he does breathe and pace himself. And it doesn't make this a bad story at all. I'm still, you know, interested in it, but i definitely i definitely felt like this was a scott snyder book by the time i put this down you know um yeah i will say that with the getting in the truck that fit the pacing of that really well um i definitely felt the tension of what was going on with the characters battling out the uh stronghold Mm -hmm. and i definitely felt the connection that uh sundog has with bellwether uh I'm sorry, her name is B... Is it Bellwether, or is it Weather something or other? B, B Bellwether. So I was right, thank you. Um, That was cool to see. I didn't know that they had known each other since the
2: beginning of the the day that the PM hit. Yeah, I think they... Um, I don't know if they need to go back to it, but that'd be neat to see how they got out, maybe see more of how they came to be truck drivers. It's weird that you would... Everyone has their own... uh, call Call signs and hers is just her last name yeah
1: i mean they're probably going to dig into that later but because i think maybe because she's not a trucker she doesn't need one i don't know how it works yeah but she
2: hates her last um, name apparently or her family yeah she hates her family that means she was touched as a kid jesus josh yep
1: well everything's gonna be
2: what you hate the most
1: it's a dark comics i mean
2: it, i wouldn't necessarily put it past everybody to you know have that yeah. be maybe well, the reason for, why. But. for val it's you know the big pm didn't affect me that much because i was used to being in the darkness so for it to be freeing for someone else wouldn't be too far out uh yeah. well, tiberius tiberius is the name of the other guy thank you
1: um i think that i would love to hear your opinion on it at some point sean uh yes yeah, so i, I, I am
0: planning it. on catching up for the next arc
1: cool mm-hmm. Um, they art's still strong, too. I mean, there's definitely it's some points Daniels where Daniel... Of course is. Well, this is definitely gorier than a lot of the stuff he's done before, uh, so I thought that was cool to see. Uh, I think that he still suffers sometimes from making the characters look a little bit too... two-dimensional in their movements. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that's a small complaint in the overall, you know, uh, element of the book itself. Um, yeah.
2: So, bu- Buffalo Bill... Whatever his name is, Blacktop Bill wants to the first lotion in the basket. Yeah, he wants to know about the language that the Shades speak. He's looking for that heap of tongue. Yeah, I
1: think that this is this is just me speculating. I think that he wants to be like stronger than the actual Shades. That's just me speculating, though. I think that he has a, sp- yeah. a suspicion that he can have access to their um abilities or to control them or something oh yeah because I mean,
2: that... as soon as emory heard from them Emery had that power In... to yes expel light from his body exactly uh what? yeah uh the tongue learned an exponential amount about their morphology yeah and eos is uh the name of whatever the next destination is mm-hmm. where more rich people and scientists are
1: apparently which kind of a i was reminded of bird box with this a little bit i guess i'm wondering if this is going to fall in that route a little bit did you ever watch that movie no i
2: didn't i didn't fall into the uh fanfare for that it's not that good yeah i heard
1: i, th- I think it's it's depressing and it's kind of I really don't like it when we, when stories in general yeah. just don't clarify what the monster is or whatever's going on. But the journey that actually does occur is fascinating. I think yeah. that it, the elements in this, getting to that point, trying to come to a stronghold or trying to secure safety, developing your relationships along the way, that's a pretty big cliche in a lot of stories. But
2: Burbucks did a good job in that, despite yeah. its massive flaws. Yeah, um, we get massive teasers at the end of this. Yeah. Uh, one of the last speech bubbles is basically telling you everything that's gonna happen, you know. Yeah. Not later when we learn the terrible truth about Bill, or found Eos, or even when we came face to face with Knox. I don't yeah. remember who Knox is, but
1: um, they said that Knox is the guy who's been in charge of, I think, hiring Blacktop Bill. And he's not the person that Tiberius works for, but I think that right. okay. they like work together, not necessarily for one other or, yeah.
2: or the other. Um i like this big you know i we get those big back big black pages in between certain certain points but i like that miles to go miles left to go resetting yeah that's another thing that would have been really good uh you know we you know if you saw that counter coming down and just switch to resetting or something that would have been really cool yeah um i'm looking forward to reading this and the future of it
1: because i think that this is uh, a really great time for people to make uh, creator-owned and independent works. I still, I, I will say this, though. my I think my limit is going to be that if Scott Snyder does not give me a little bit more time to breathe, I, I think I might hop off. It, okay. As good as it is, I, I think that that pacing issue is going to make me feel exhausted from it.
2: Okay. Oh, now that I'm seeing Black Dot Bill walk around on his own, it's like he just left his entire gang somewhere to sit this whole thing out
1: he doesn't really strike me as the kind of character who cares about people in
2: his life outside
1: of his yeah but
2: he had his whole entourage when he was driving around sure and he didn't utilize that at all he's just riding solo this entire issue yeah
1: how cool was it when gus turned and then tore up that dude
2: oh tiberius uh no gus yeah 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 Yeah, i don't that know really how cool. he held on that long and is basically i don't really like that not exactly Cliché. a shade but he's yeah
1: something he's almost a shade i don't know it felt a little cliche when he was like run the it's guy like, that oh, would okay. know the
2: most about it is able to resist it for the longest
1: i guess i don't know anyways um yeah that's gonna be the wrap-up for this uh arc at least until we see issue number seven which when who knows when that's coming out yep. Well, it's not um,
2: know, advertised anytime soon. Maybe December. No, not maybe soon. Maybe they're taking a few, you know, a few more months off.
1: Maybe this will be like witches, where it just takes you know seven years until they even talk about it again. <laughs> uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about Radiant Black Number Seven by Kyle Higgins and Marcelo Costa. This wow. was a great issue. This it was, was, was the first issue I read this week,
0: and I was so pumped about it. Yeah.
2: Uh, it was one of the first ones I read.
0: Yep. Yeah. This Sean, we've been talking book, for a minute. Go ahead. Yeah. This book kind of takes. It does what Invincible did, where some of the tropes it takes, it then. You think it's going to play into them, but it then inverts them and plays with them. Because mm-hmm. I feel like no one was expecting the main bad guy to be left unconscious at their mercy at the end of this issue. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spo- spoiler alert for those at home. Like.
1: You know, I. I guess I didn't know what to expect going into this, but by the time I left it, I was like, yeah, that's fantastic. Like, I don't think this could have gone any better. Mm-hmm. See, you making yeah. the comparison to Invincible is fun because I think that that's a fair comparison considering how much uh, these characters are kind of just, like, figuring themselves out. It It's more believably human it's, than a lot of...
0: It's doing, the Power Rangers, it's doing to Power Rangers what Invincible did to superheroes.
2: Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Well, they they teleport themselves basically uh, to Tokyo.
0: Yeah, and, and then someone makes
1: the comment about the Sentai.
2: Yeah, I mean you can see uh, ordinary gods in one of the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Panels. I loved yeah, that. In the uh, I don't know what the square is. Uh, anyway, uh, there was the giant conversation that we have between these four characters, and uh, is it Marshall Marshall basically says, "Hey, fuck you." But he says it in the robot language. Uh volume one of the trade came out, and in the back of that is a translation for the entire language. So if you translate oh, okay. some of these uh robot languages or whatever you want to call it, it will translate into actual English. It's not just gobbledygook.
1: Not something that they just like
2: filled in because they didn't want to actually like make the effort to yeah, write it in. It's not random. Okay.
1: Cool. Um, I don't know how to feel about how easily they kind of, well, I guess it's not easy that they captured this villain, but I definitely think it's an
2: interesting choice to have it just be so circumstantial that they were just like, oh, I guess <laughs> what we, a we crazy happened. random happenstance that you're okay, able I guess to I have a... teleport above us, but something happens that you're not, he got too into it. He was too into the kill that he fell the rest of the way in. And... Honestly, Earth. the
1: the thing that I found the more captivating was the fact that Marshall is uh, figuring out the powers with uh, the Pink Ranger uh, yeah. as the, uh, as they are.
2: Um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 A lot happened in this issue. Even while a they're lot, doing, it, it's it it's almost nonstop so fighting, but there's still a lot of dialogue.
1: Did I miss anything about the beginning here? Was there like an opening sequence that? Um, like, clarified some of the uh, interactions with uh, these other characters as well, or am I confusing that with the previous issue? What do you mean? I feel like I'm remembering that at the beginning of this book, there was some, uh, like, looking back on the uh, interactions with the uh, old elder gods or whatever the hell they are. Uh, am I wrong here? I You're think I'm wrong. confusing that with something else. Yeah. Okay. Um, are we speculating anything about what's going to happen next based on what's going on in this book?
0: I. The book has been so unpredictable that I don't really know what to think. I don't know what to predict. Yeah. Like no one would have guessed the main character would be written out in issue three and replaced no, with another character. Are you like, guys I... uh... Sorry. You're forgetting. Go ahead, Sean. No, it's okay, you go on. I was just kind of rambling.
2: Yeah. Um are you familiar with uh uh teen uh books? Uh, Animorphs.
0: No. Alien oh, comes Jesus
2: to... Christ! Sorry, but teens come to Earth, or not teens? An alien comes to Earth, gives teens the power to transform into different animals, and they're basically sent to fight this alien invasion. The aliens are. I, I wasn't
1: saying Jesus Christ because you brought it up. I love Animorphs. I'm saying Jesus Christ because he doesn't know what that is, and I feel fucking old. Yeah, now. well, that yeah. was from
2: the late '90s to mid 2000s. There's like. Fifty books, Ka Applegate. I forget what her yeah. actual name is. Uh, I was just cranking this stuff out. Uh, but they were basically teens that were inadvertently conscripted into an intergalactic war. Like the the final uh, scenes of that series are basically like taking their spaceship, giant spaceship like this, kind of like in uh, Episode Eight, and basically like set a collision course is like one of the last mm. things. So, this giant war that they've almost inadvertently been conscripted into is what it reminds me of.
1: I can see that. Yeah. I can see that connection really easily. Man, that was a great show, too. Hmm. Well, it was an okay show, but it was Uh, fun to
2: watch as a kid. Sean, what's his face? The guy who plays Iceman in The X Men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Iceman and Lamplighter was one of the main
1: characters. He's in a bunch of stuff, dude. He's he's been in massive amounts of nerd pop culture. Yeah. Is it him or his brother? He's a fan, too. He has a brother?
0: Yeah, he's a twins. Yeah. (laughs)
1: i didn't know that that's hilarious no i had no idea uh put him down to play
2: nathan that's it (laughs) um you can kill him off real quick he won't have to stick around you know what's weird
1: is like i i feel like this was such a strong issue but i don't really know if i have that much to say about it which is weird yeah Yeah, this this conversation
2: has been somewhat short but it was just very enjoyable it's an enjoyable ride it, it
1: really was yeah and i guess it it has to do with the fact that there is still that recognition of the tension between uh, black and red. There is a development of uh, uh, the relationship between these new characters, this new potential team moving forward. It is interesting interesting seeing these characters grow in this regard, but it's, it's being told in a way that doesn't feel like uh, the Avengers, for example, where they're just kind of thrown together and then they have to get over their yeah issues with each other and then work from that this is more paced out this is taking its time this is kind of what i mean when i say that scott snyder t- needs time to breathe you know this this is a good example of that
2: uh i'm reading through the back matter right now and uh You're fine. What's it's up? it's the editor and designer michael busett subtle who mm-hmm. responds to these it's usually the editor uh, that responds like sean makowitz is a lot on a lot of the uh skybound uh letter columns uh okay. but it, uh, uh a teen writes in about how do you break into comic writing and whatnot and he says uh michael Busuttil says i broke into the comics industry by making a power rangers podcast for seven years jesus <laughs> all right guys we only need six more years
1: yeah yes We're nearly there. <laughs>
2: okay um i don't really have anything else to say about it uh do you guys no. I have no idea what this back matter is The uh, the Unleashed Echoes of Sorrow
0: No Since idea what third, you're talking the,
2: about the, the, the last six pages here Are supposed to be some comic That this is the third installment to But I don't know if I've seen the first two
0: um, They like, are uh, in the back They're in the back of previous Radiant issues
2: Are they? Because I don't remember them yeah. at all This is like Commanders in Crisis all over again
1: <laughs> all right um i guess we can move on uh let's talk about uh nightwing number 83 by tom taylor and bruno redondo
0: Oof, sean masterpiece sean this was such a good issue it was such a good issue josh is a terrible person for not reading this i am josh, you're a terrible I, person I need to go back and readings. read the
2: other 82
1: issues no you don't don't even you just read the tom taylor stuff at this point it's just it's
0: tom
2: it's, taylor
1: taylor it's
2: <sighs> How I just
0: want to. T- all, all I can say about this issue is that scene where he jumps out the window, swings around the helicopter. Yeah. And then, like, that is one of the most just like vivid action scenes I've seen in a comic book.
1: Dope. See, like, you're highlighting that in my thinking was about Batman holding the framed photo of him with Alfred yeah. and talking to. That was great too. Uh, those are the moments that I treasure in. Uh, stuff like this like i think about um the end of flashpoint where flash catches batman like almost falling over because of the letter or even in the previous issue where batman is like i'm gonna fucking hunt down whoever's got my fucking boy like that that's just that shot yeah those little essences of humanity and really just making you understand what the relationship is between these people if it's babs you know Kissing Dick and saying "Go get him, uh, boy wonder." Kiss that if it's
0: dick. "Go get him, Tiger," Kiss that dick.
1: You know that whole. There's so many things about Tom Taylor that you can appreciate. That there's the he, humanity. He,
0: yeah, the humanity is the main thing that draws me to his writing. Absolutely, he writes his characters in believable. He really writes emotion in there as a key aspect of the writing. He's not like, mm-hmm. okay, we're coming into this issue and doing a big action scene. He's like, okay, we're coming into this issue and telling an an emotional story with an action set piece happening at the same time. Yeah. His approach to writing is always the characters first. Yes. And then the story surrounding the characters afterwards.
1: Absolutely. And he's introducing these like new characters and villains and these interactions in ways that don't feel forced. It feels very natural. I almost forget that some of these characters haven't been around for some time. Um, I also really like that in a way he's kind of confronting the online complaint that Batman with his billions of dollars can just like solve all of Gotham, Gotham's yeah. uh, issues. And in this Nightwing is straight up just saying like, well, I'm a, I'm a multi-millionaire billionaire, billionaire. at this point now. And I don't feel like I deserve it. I'm going to give it away. I'm going to give it to people who need it. And uh, we're going to address all these issues and him saying in specific, it's getting cold out there. <sighs> wow. Loved that. Also, yeah. uh, blockbuster, Blockbuster, yeah, Kingpin. Yeah. That character was so stupid to me prior to this, but now in this, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's fucking.
0: It's because yeah, Harry, <laughs> H- here, he is being written as Kingpin. It,
1: yeah, in a way, I, th- I yeah. to yeah, to an extent. I also really like the fact that these characters are not absolutely stupid. You know, they're they're thinking about how they're gonna get away with, um, the interactions like tying up, uh, those yeah. two characters and then making it seem uh in the eyes of blockbuster that he was like interrogating them really smart like quick yeah. thinking stuff
0: um and it's I, it works for dick grayson he is a smart character absolutely he's not just a sexy pair of cheeks
1: <laughs> um help me out here because you know tom taylor more than me has tom taylor done an ongoing series uh before
0: he did injustice not many series
1: not well that
0: yeah ran that's for years. He did do that yeah um, ongoing series he's done he's got his 7 Secrets book running at the minute which is like 14 issues
1: well I guess um, I'm thinking big 2
0: yeah let me have a look he did do a X-Men run that he found out was cancelled on Twitter while still writing yeah. it yeah
2: <laughs> oh man Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. It was, there was an article that was like X-Men Red cancelled at issue 12 and Tom Taylor commented on it he was like that's, that sucks because I'm writing issue 13 <laughs> as we speak. Oh. <laughs> what um, a way to find out. <sighs> yeah. And he did like a Spider Man run as well that was supposed to be ongoing but got cancelled. Yeah, Friendly Neighborhood. Yeah, which was good in places. Probably his weakest work, I think. A little bit. I think yeah.
1: that the introduction of like May having cancer was not um, an issue. I, I think. No, that- I like that. I kind of wanted to have him do... Like, you know how like they have teams on Amazing Spider-Man sometimes? Yeah. Like writers? I think that he would be a really good uh, member of that team.
0: Um. Um. He's... If you count Deceased, because there's been like 30 issues of that now.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm asking if he's done... I think this he's is done, the
0: like... first proper big run he's done. Oh, he did Earth 2 for a while.
1: Yes, I loved what he did with Earth Two. Oh, uh, that—that was, that, that was that that
0: only was twelve great. issues.
1: Yeah, but it was still really good. Yeah. And And uh, the James Robinson
0: stuff was. Oh, he good did as well. all new Wolverine. He did thirty-five issues of that.
1: I'm. How can I forget that? That was. How a could you forget too. that? How could I forget that? I'm oh a failure. Mind. All right, I'm turning in my nerd card. My bad. Um, I think that the best way I can put this is, when you go and you get. A superhero comic you want those superheroes to be good you want them to be heroes and and do the right things and make you feel inspired and care when they fall down and care that they inspire others and tom taylor is doing exactly that
0: we also missed a big part of his issue to talk about he goes Which to is... superman for advice
1: you know hmm. i <sighs> i guess i wasn't that surprised by that just because it makes sense however I do want to point out something really quick. Highlighted quote from Superman is, I might be going away for a while. Yes. Ooh, shit. And he's also, Tom Taylor's also writing the ongoing Superman book about John Kent. Well, they've yes. been teasing us long enough. But it hasn't been discussed in the uh, PKJ book yet uh, about him potentially leaving. So this is confirmed that War World is going to happen. He's going away. It's going to happen now. I mean, we kind of knew anyways, yeah. but this is this is that precursor moment that we've been waiting for. Yeah. Very exciting.
0: But yeah, I just really liked how cuz Superman and Dick always did have a friendship before New 52. Night yeah. Nightwing's name comes from a superhero from Kandor. Nightwing and Flamebird.
1: I forgot that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they always had this like sort of brotherly relationship, I'd say. Not brotherly, yeah. Well, yeah. Superman's his big brother, kind of. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. And then since New 52, they've not really interacted a whole lot, so it's no, nice It's nice all. to see them in a place where Dick would go to him for advice again.
1: Which, you would kind of think of people in the Bat family that would do that, Nightwing would be the one to do that the most often. Yeah. You know, he's he's the most wholesome, he's the most um, optimistic. Yeah. You know? Which is also highlighted in the uh, Bat Cat issue this week. Um... Let's see here. Shall we move on to Supergirl? Yeah. Cool. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number three by Tom King and Bilquist Evely.
0: Wow. This was amazing. Josh, did you read this? He did no. not. Because he's terrible. Uh,
2: why are you this way?
0: <laughs> I'm why sorry. Way I just can't are?
2: put Deep Beyond down, guys. <laughs> I didn't I'm expect like, this to I cover read genocide. Superwoman. Sorry.
1: It's the delay, you're fine. I was just going to say that I don't... I didn't expect this to deal with
2: genocide. No. I mean, what goes hand in hand? Like, Supergirl and genocide?
1: Well, I mean, you're not wrong, necessarily, but... I guess it's just interesting to see that this was... kind of overtly, like, telling the story while also being like...
0: Hey! Yeah. I think this is one of the best issues Tom King has written of anything. Agreed. Agreed. Like, the way the mystery is weaved throughout, the way it does build up, the fact that it is essentially a one-shot issue.
2: Even more than, uh... He's doing, uh, Strange Adventures, isn't
0: he? Yeah, and that's a really good overarching story. But I think just as a single one issue, this is Um. the best single issue he's written of something.
2: Okay. I agree.
0: Just because it's relatively self-contained. It's about, um... The whole story is Supergirl and this young girl, she's kind of taken under her wing, planet hopping to try and track down this girl's parents' killer.
1: Krem of the Yellow Hill, I think his name yes. is.
0: So this issue dealt with them arriving at a town that supposedly arrested Krem a few weeks before. But they're all being very hush-hush. they like, oh no, he was never here, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then Supergirl's like there should be another race living here like why where have they gone there's, there's like a,
1: all of these uh hints and uh yeah. little easter eggs or what have you mm. about um yeah an the entire the, the mystery part.
0: is that the clues are seeded yeah. throughout mm-hmm. um yeah and it turns out that there was a genocide of the other alien race and it's very yeah. dark apparently
1: yeah an exterior uh alien species had come to their planet which historically was genocidal in their behaviors and this blue race of aliens that Supergirl is interacting with and is trying to uncover their secret uh, made a deal with this genocidal uh, exterior race uh, thanks to the uh, help of Krem who they let go Uh, they pay off the genocidal race half of what they usually would pay in order to make sure their species isn't destroyed and then offer up the um, minority groups of uh, aliens who are uh, purple and they even identified that these, these purple aliens are put into lower-income areas, housings, less fortunate circumstances in general. And it, just, it, it very much is a direct... Like, you can make a comparison between the redlining of neighborhoods in the U.S. or even about um, the SS traveling to other countries. I mean, you can make various comparisons throughout human history about what this could be, but it overall encompasses that. But the thing about that that makes this issue good isn't all of that it's how it ends which is supergirl's new partner realizes the scope and realizes that it doesn't matter that she's supergirl it's the realization that this is everywhere at all times and you can't be a hero Mm. every single time it's just too big
0: the last words of the issue are it's too big we're too small exactly And and that's
1: the thing that makes it good
0: if the ending pays off, this might be Tom King's best book.
1: Maybe. It's six issues. Eight.
0: Eight. Like, I loved Mr. Miracle, I loved Omega Men, I loved Strange Adventures. I'm really loving Rorschach, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rorschach kind of, last issue let me down. Okay. But like, this has just been such a, it's fun while dealing with heavy tones. Absolutely. Like,
1: and it's I not didn't. like it's, like, an overly preachy book or anything. I mean, it's, it's very much telling its yeah. story while allowing some of that and subplot and background plot to come into the foreground.
0: Before this issue, it felt like the least Tom King book he's written. Yeah. But then this issue was full Tom King.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting to have him write about these tones and frames and experiences instead of coming from the uh, lens of somebody with uh, trauma and yep. having a little bit more of that fantasy element, it it, it it shows his strengths as a writer which nobody can deny at any point anyways, but it's awesome being able to see him step outside of his comfort zone and do something that's different while still feeling like Tom King
0: Yeah. Oh, just while we're on the topic of Tom King um, a few hours ago he posted on his Twitter um, it was just close up of a speech bubble and he said first lettering on my first creator-owned comic Holy shit this is very real. Hell yeah. So it's on its way. It's coming.
1: Why does he keep saying that it's his first creator owned book when he's done
0: Sheriff Babylon's. Yeah. co-owned by DC. It's eh, not that's fair. He doesn't fully own it.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Um we can move on to the last comic of this uh week
2: that we all uh, well, most of
0: us read. Superman and the Asylum We all, two? except Josh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey man, I guess it's just uh No DC for me this week. Apparently. Why don't you want uh, to be happy?
1: (laughs) Why is it that you don't want joy? Why are you this Oh, yeah. I don't
2: get joy if I don't get DC comics. Correct. Correct. Sorry, let me just go back and read my Deep Beyond comics.
1: By Grant Morrison, uh, Mikkel Hannon, and others. This is... uh, We say others in specific because a lot of other characters that are introduced in their... um, being brought onto the team, uh, art is done by uh, other people instead of Mikhail Hennin. Huh. Um, I don't know what to cover first. I don't know if I should cover. Um... Let's go story to story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's just let's just go straight into the steel story. Like how fucking <laughs> how fucking great is it that she's fighting literal like body shaming trolls, um, a series of like cyborgs that are spreading misinformation, and. Jesus did chip zadarsky make this no dude it's fucking grant morrison at his most grant morrison-y like of he's such a fucking like he's just unafraid of just making fun of everything and then just making it into a comic book and right. i i i love it i'm sorry they i keep doing that i'm so not accustomed to their new uh, pronouns yeah you've um, literally
0: got trolls swinging through a city saying look at the immensity of her but kill yourself
1: <laughs> Seriously. Like they literally say that. Dang. Oh, and then um what did they say? Uh what did the cyborgs say at one point? They said uh
0: um, funny no one remembers COVID one through eighteen. <laughs> Jeez. Like like, like his, they really did that. Here's proof the devil invented multi- multiplication.
1: God, all these like random like conspiracy theories and misinformation bots that are coming Deny around.
0: the deniers.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then it finalizes this little fight with, uh, Steele's daughter with edgelords. Like, literal
0: edgelords. Edgelords Eternal, they're cool.
1: Edgelords Eternal. And what do they, like, say to her?
0: Um, girls can't be superheroes, especially silver-skinned girls. Yeah. Disagree, and naked pictures go to granny.
1: Like, that's an actual quote from this book. Yeah. Like, you could not get any more <laughs> fucking ridiculous with this, and it's awesome.
2: And this is over how many pages?
0: This uh, is actually one, a thick two, book. Three, four, five, six. Six pages. All right. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of time that was put into this. I was surprised. I didn't expect it to be this many pages for a book. Um, you've also got uh, Midnight, Midnighter, and Apollo, obviously. Uh,
0: Did you notice know coming there was together a Tardis in this issue? There's several time machine. Oh, there's several time machines in the super cave. Is there really? Yeah, I
2: like that kind of stuff. I miss
0: that. Go to the middle page. Go to the page just before the Apollo story. I don't know if you can. You've got it in front of you.
1: I yeah. Hang on. Let me get there. Okay. You said the Apollo story.
0: The page just before. Okay. It's in Superman's. Like he's got all these. He's got the. What's Titanic the page there. on your digital reader? Um, fourteen. Okay. It's the page where Manchester Black says, "Do I detect Batman?" V? Oh,
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You've got yeah. The I see it. Time Machine from the Time Machine, which I bought yesterday somewhere.
1: The book, The Time Machine.
0: Yeah, I bought oh, a nice. early printing of it. Okay, right on. Wait, was it The Time Machine or was it Invisible Man? It was H.G. Wells' story, but I don't remember which
1: one. It, it's the no, Four no, no. Of no. Them. Oh, you're seeing the the uh, the one you bought this week. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay.
0: It was the Invisible Man, not the Time Machine. Okay. Yeah, you've got the TARDIS, so- you've got a DeLorean, you've got. What is the red one?
1: Um. I don't know. It looks like a pod. I'm assuming it's just his pod from when he. Uh, crashed it's and I did. it's weird it, I it's I on I the
0: page of all the Time Machines, because then there's one on the right as well that looks like. something, but I can't place it.
1: Well, I mean, that obviously is the DeLorean, and I don't know what that other thing is. I'll uh, send a
0: picture in case Josh can... Yeah. ...enlighten us.
1: I don't really know what it could be. No idea. Um, This is obviously during a period where Superman is losing some of his abilities as he's getting older, and that's why he's building up this team. Thus the need for the Supermobile, as it said. Um... Man, that I, sometimes Grant Morrison weirds me out to the point where I can't read their stuff, but this is this is the this is the quality yeah. that I want to see in their work. Who is this artist that did uh Apollo and Midnighter R Hard?
0: I do not know. I think Kaggle. I it, really it like it. It doesn't this have a, it doesn't have a credits page, it's difficult. It Even doesn't Kaggle it's or Fico Osid.
1: It's really good art. Like this yeah. is god tier level art. Like I'm baffled, honestly. And this is also another example of where I need to uh, stop reading uh, books that have shirtless Superman drawn by Mikkel Hannon because it is leaving me confused. I
0: found it hilarious the scene, the bit where Midnight I said to Apollo, "It was like, sexy you're, daddy, you're now on a team with Superman." And sexy dad Superman, not skinny next gen.
1: That was so fucking goddamn funny. Yeah. I cannot begin to explain to you how much I laughed.
0: Because I cannot begin. Because I made we, that fucking joke. Yeah, you made that joke during Future State when you're Daddy Superman with his grey hair and. Oh,
1: it's a good thing I'm seeing my therapist soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the only thing I didn't really like was the Enchantress part.
0: I found it. I'd really like part of it, but I found it confusing. Um, Also, there was one panel that looked a lot like a Bendis Avengers cover. um, Which panel? Um, It's the page where you see Helltop Asylum. And just under that.
1: I'm looking for it. Hang on. Oh, okay, I'm there.
0: Uh. It's reading a space-time damage, gravitational and thermal anomalies. That page.
1: I, th- I think that the reason why you're saying that is because of the cover for New Avengers Number 1. It's probably that. It's because of the red lightning bolt in the back? Yes. I mean, ultimately, this Enchanter story isn't necessarily bad.
0: It's um, leading the, up to the next... The lightning bolt is the same shape, more or less. Okay. It's very, it's I, the very The fact that you're making similar. that
1: comparison is very interesting. But okay.
0: Yeah, it's very, very similar. The silhouettes with yeah. the red lightning behind them.
1: Yeah. Um... This is a 32-page book?
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is a long book. But yeah, I did like the June story. Like, Superman just busts in, it's like, um, you're in hell, I'm here to get you out. Take my hands. Yeah.
1: And then it, it obviously is going to lead into the Superman and the Authority <clears throat> in hell issue that's going to be coming up next.
0: But I don't know what the point of the series is. It's only four issues, we're halfway through. I know. And he's only just got the team. Next issue, is in hell. There's no. Th- I'm kind of confused too. There's no. I trust Morrison because they're a great writer. They understand Superman. Sure. I sent you a picture of my purchase, didn't I? Of uh, what? I sent it just before we started the podcast. Oh, of All Star? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of the best runs ever, ever made, ever. Yeah ever like yes no one can argue that so yeah absolutely grant morrison knows what they're doing um it does seem interesting i mean these are big issues so there's that but it is a question of what is the point of the series at this point because if we're only just now getting the band together you know yeah
0: it'll maybe it'll lead to something else morrison's writing in the future
1: maybe maybe this is just leading you to think that this is going to be a super guy punch bad guy story and maybe it's a little bit more than that i mean it could well be morrison has a tendency to overpack a single page with a single uh amount of detail so i mean it's not like there's going to be a lack of story going on right no true No,
2: yeah
1: if anybody should be reading this it's josh
2: yeah i looked through the first issue and i was just kind of mad about it well
1: you're a terrible person Yeah, 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 we say that
2: to each other all the time. I'm going to
1: give you address to the mafia so they can finally find you. The only question is, which one do I give it to? The Russian, the Irish? Don't know. Who knows? Anyways, point being, this is a really fun story that's going on right now, but there's also a really interesting element of allowing... Newish artists
0: to kind of show up as well, and yeah. Travel Foreman's been a—he did Lemire's Animal Man run back in New. Yeah, District. he did. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um, think they're particularly new artists.
1: I just—I guess have not seen them around in a minute then. Yeah, but it's kind of that question of like, what's the point of this right now? Because as much as I'm enjoying this, I can't yeah. help but wonder what's going to happen next. I could just love this singularly for the fact that, uh black makes that gay joke about being 48% gay just for that line alone. That was hilarious. Or I could love it for the edgelords. Like there's a lot of things to love about this, but it's a question of where is it going to go? Um, yeah, I guess we can uh, wrap up there and then talk about our shoutouts this week. Yeah. Cool. Who wants to go first? Go Josh.
2: Fine. I'll go. I what? What you want? Sell, you want? To, you want a piece of this?
0: You want a piece of this? Uh, yeah, it's on.
2: I got uh, oh, on. time before time number four. It was an issue, so that's why I'm shouting it out. Story of your read, life. I have read this issue, and it was an issue. Uh. It says very clearly, no refunds. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> I just <I, laughs> want to point that. Out. Yeah. Um, I think there's like maybe two trying to bust down the doors the kids they're it (laughs) in at the doors uh they keep hinting at certain connections between characters and they just don't come out and say it Mm -hmm. i'm like these two are probably siblings and this guy probably you know dick these people over you're supposed to put these together but i hate that and i wish they would just come right out and state it obviously because it's not funny
1: it kind of seems like this series is going about the way that I thought it was going to.
2: Yeah. So it's gone like full circle and nothing's changed. Yeah. And they they basically have like a stripped down TARDIS that they throw this guy into.
1: What is it with the TARDISes this week?
2: Tardi? Yeah. TARDISes probably. I don't know what the country okay. of origin is. Who are so. you
0: calling a Tardi? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they send this guy out in time. So, nothing changed. Like, his whole journey had no point. And, uh, they're like, you gotta earn back all the money you lost us, or I'd kill you. Right. But it's like, why not just kill him and send somebody else in the issue, mm-hmm. just in the series? So, I'll pick up the next two and whatever. Uh <laughs> I'm just messing. I swear up. to God.
0: Sean? Uh, I read Flash 773 this week. How was it? Um, by Jeremy Adams and Michael Conrad, Will Conrad. Um, it's really good. This book okay. has been really, really enjoyable the whole. You way through. sent
2: us screenshots of it, so.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead of the normal punching the bad guys to take him down, Wally like stopped, spoke to Heatwave, talked him down, made sure he got the help he needed. It was a really yeah. It's nice to just. It's nice to have a book like this where. Yeah. Okay. It's not all punchy. There is like human moments in it. It's a very human book. Okay. And I, I sent you that, that. I sent you that page where Wally's like sat at a computer and he's like, "Oh, I'm so bored." And then he gets all excited because there's a fire somewhere, and he's like, <laughs> "I mean, oh no!" And then he just smiles and <laughs> runs off. I like that. Yeah. Like there's comedy okay. in this book. There's heart. There's yeah. Would I compare it to the comedy and Heart of Nightwing? No. But I still really enjoy it.
1: I can respect that you feel that way. Um, I'm torn between my shout-outs because I read Gamma Flight 3 and Black Hammer Vision 7. Um, I think I'm going to shout-out Black Hammer Vision you, 7. You can
0: shout-out two if you want.
1: No, nah, I'm just going to do okay. one. Black Hammer Vision 7 uh, by Cecil Castellucci, uh, Melissa Duffy, Bill Crabtree, and Nate Picos. This was a very meta book. This, this was dramatically different from all of the other Black Hammer Visions books that I've read so far. This uh, revolves around a character that has not yet been introduced. Uh, she has um, rainbow powers, basically, that was uh, enhanced by Yay. a moonstone. Exactly. Um, but that's not what the plot of this is. The plot of this is that she is a comic book character who has been sidelined and underutilized for years characters creators of actual comic books are in this book their faces are blacked out they have interactions with the actual comic book characters themselves this character feels conflicted because she doesn't understand why she isn't being written into more comics um, she ends up hanging out and playing poker with a bunch of anthropomorphic animals and feeling frustrated because she thinks that she's a strong supervillain. she ends up taking over and making her own origin story retelling it making herself more powerful more interesting and overall it's an interesting meta book that seems to kind of talk about the industry as a whole and how even though so many characters so many things are going to be made and created it doesn't always mean that these good interesting characters are always going to be used and sometimes they just get lost in the in the uh pages of time and I don't know if there was an overall message with it, but it was thought-provoking. It definitely made me sit down and just kind of think for a little while. I I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Because Cecil Cecil Castellucci is a writer who's done DC stuff before, and it's never been amazing. No? I'm not familiar with their work at all. No, she did a Batgirl run that was very, very lukewarm at the best of times, very, very bad at the worst of times.
1: Ooh, that's unfortunate Okay. yeah
0: so and she's done other bits here and there I can't remember off the top of my head but yeah but okay it seems like maybe she's better at doing creator run, creator own stuff because she did a and this a, isn't the first one right um she did Shade the Changing Girl
1: right that's what it was and okay.
0: that that got a lot of praise yeah so I think she struggles to write stuff in the strict editorial mandated little world
1: I mean she wouldn't be the first one no okay Cool. Let's talk about our picks of the week.
0: Josh. 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 Josh.
2: Who, me? Man. Ugh. I keep going back and forth between Radiant Black and King the Conqueror. King the Conqueror It's new and shiny. Radiant Black was a great issue. So, uh... I don't know. Was there... I think there was a, uh... No, wait, no, there was not a Deep Beyond issue that came out this week. So I, I think... swear to God, Josh,
1: I'm going to fucking, I'm going to
2: get your wife. Hey, now. Listen. Let's, let's not go there. She's a mother. I know she's strong. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She's a good Irish woman. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. Strong like a potato. Strong.
1: <laughs> All right. What are you uh, thinking? you going to go with Kang? Yeah, I'm going to go with Kang. Probably a good choice. Jo- uh, Sean?
0: Um, it is a very tough week because all the ones in the running are all the books I read this week because they were all very, very good. Mm-hmm. I am going to go with... What are you going with, Tyler?
1: No, 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 no. You get to make your decision. You don't get to base it around
0: mine. I am going to go Superman Woman Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number Superman, 3 Superman Woman of right Tomorrow Right I was
1: actually going to pick that Um
0: it it, it was great
2: <sighs> It really DC was it was is a very aggressive
0: very... Yes Superman wears <sighs> skirts.
2: <laughs> it's probably happened before
0: probably It's Pink almost Crips like Knight.
2: the Simpsons like Superman did it
1: <laughs> Do I go with Nightwing because of the... It, emotion it was very, that I felt very good. Me. Yeah. Do I go with Supergirl because the ending was so poignant, so hitting? Do I go with Superman and the Authority because of how fucking ridiculous it is?
2: It was titillating.
1: Yeah, tantalizing. Um,
0: yeah, Josh, you're saying about how progressive tantric. DC is. Have you heard about Pink Kryptonite? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, 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 th- I love the reactions of people learning that Pink Kryptonite was a thing but and like it's used, one of those things like, recently
0: it, it was cre- it was created in the like early to mid 2000s it's I not some le- I feel it's like... not some leftover silver age thing
2: yep <laughs> i thought it's it was a, created much earlier but still used like relatively recently it's no. it was invented in like
1: 2003 2007 something like that it,
0: if it was a leftover silver age thing you can kind of think okay product this time but yeah. no it was invented in like 2003
1: not long ago i think i'm gonna go with nightwing 83 um this is the story oh. that right now that has solidified a, the, a love that i now have for dick grayson and i'm gonna choose do that. you love dick i loved it you know i love dick
2: apparently the Good. pink kryptonite was supposed to be satire satire of the silver <laughs> age comics it, it is
1: and yeah. i think that most people kind of miss that but you know how people are they discover one thing and it, if they don't read comics, they'll discover it later on Fox News, and then they're like, I have feelings. It don't matter the, because I don't actually... The embodiment of my father-in-law. <laughs> um, next week's books are going to be uh, King Spawn number one, by Sean Lewis, Lands number one, by J.H. Williams III, Superman 78, number one, by Robert Venditti and Wilfredo Torres, Superman versus Lobo, number one, by Tim Seeley and Mirka Andolfo, Darkhawk, number one, by Kyle Higgins, Superman Life Story. Annual oh, that's supposed to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man Life Story Annual Spoon- Number Man. One
0: by Chip Zdarsky.
1: Dark Blood Number Two, Mother of Madness Number Two, Department of Truth Twelve, The Old Guard Tales Through Time Number Five with the story by Jason Aaron, Alien Number Six, which will be the end of the first uh, arc by Philip Kennedy Johnson, Action Comics Number One Thousand Thirty Four, Superman Son of Kal El Number Two, and this has been our comic book club roundup episode. That's all the stuff that we read this week. You heard our pick of the week. You heard our shout outs. Go out there and buy some comics. Support your local comic book stores. anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up in the call good?
0: Josh, yeah. carried Supergirl and Superman. Yeah, I'm God, seriously.
2: Wish. Right after I get done with all my other stuff. No. Uh, my wallet. Now. Claims.
0: Now. Uh, Mine too.
2: Jesus wept and some, my wallet. Yeah. Jesus wept because there were no more people to convert. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Sean and I are going to do a separate video away from Tyler, uh, about okay. all the different bad idea comics, uh, from the past five months, I guess. Fair enough. Yep. Tyler won't even deem bad idea with a response. I, I just
1: haven't read anything of it. This is news to me, by the way. Like, th- hey, thanks. Hey, host. Bye. We're
2: going to do a thing without yeah, you. Yeah, well, who, who I bet you? you've been, like poo-pooing on bad idea the whole time. Why would we include you?
1: Like, why would I bother with something exactly. that looks like it's gonna fail to begin
0: with? To be fair to Tyler, even the name is bad idea.
2: Yeah, literally by definition. They're like, we're gonna cut you off at the pass. We're a bad idea. We're right here, but Like, it's like you know, if you wrote damage across your forehead. Oh, fucking <laughs>
1: <laughs> good, good call out. This has been the Cult of Comics podcast. You can find us on YouTube, all of the podcast locations, except for Stitcher. Fuck you, Stitcher. Um, you can also like, subscribe, follow. Give us a dollar. You can do that by going on to patreon.com slash cult of comics. If you like and hear what you see, the monthly contributions will give you access to our Discord server where we can have conversations with you, probably make some jokes at your expense. Maybe I'll draw pictures of your feet. I don't know. It depends on what kind of feet you have. You better send me uh, pictures of your feet just in case. So just... You know, for science reasons, uh, and <laughs> oh god, why do you have hobbit feet? <laughs> Wait, you so do not have hair on your so feet? So thick. <laughs> not not talking about the hair. They're just meaty. They look like they've been fucking swollen. Tall. He's like... got
2: tall feet. They don't.
1: They're large. not tall. They're
2: you look like you have large. sausage feet. No,
1: they're not. You have you have bigfoot feet. I don't. You have the kind of feet that how, like, like, like the big tell? Go...
2: You saw it from the side. I have a. I have. I have He has foot fetish vision I have foot fetish vision Quentin Tarantino Right here This has been The Cult of Comics
1: Uh, Hey Quentin Cast me (laughs) In what? His next movie Yeah as what? What is your side character? The guy that says Fuck off And then just dies? Yeah
0: Nah I I get the Foot fetish scene Where I show off my feet Oh fuck
1: you
2: Pour syrup all over them
1: okay and this has been the cult of comics go get your vaccine shots don't be a fucking idiot and yeah. don't believe in dumb conspiracy theories where we go when we go all is a bunch Fuck of bullshit and stop. i hate you stop no i'm up. not gonna stop it you're, because people they're are fucking think idiots. That you,
2: people are gonna think you're supporting them no it's,
1: here's the secret i am q it was me the whole time